Welcome aboard, Captain. Happy Wednesday, and welcome to Wrath of Khan Minute, the podcast where we talk about Star Trek II, the Wrath of Khan, one minute at a time. I'm David Stoker. And I'm Chris LaSalle. Welcome back, Chris. Hey, Dave. Whew. Getting on to a new scene. We're not on a starship anymore, and here we are on Minute 14, where we meet a pair of uh, Dr. Marcuses. Yes, a pair of them. Yes, a pair. So the minute starts with Dr. Marcus saying, let me get this straight, and ends with another Dr. Marcus saying, could be. Could be. Could, could be, rabbit. You could. Um, <laughs> so um, we, uh, you know, we're not on a ship, we're not on a Reliant, we're not on the Enterprise, or, you know, a simulation, we're on a space station. And... Um, we know, obviously, what the space station is. Do they mention the space station by name here? Uh, I don't think they've mentioned it yet, but I'm going to jump ahead, and we know that it's called Regular One. Right, Regular One. Yep. And the planet or the they're, they're orbiting is Regular, correct? That's correct. Yes. And then there's one more thing. Yes. Which I don't think I've ever noticed and I'm glad another just yet another reason I'm glad we're doing the podcast and examining things minute by minute. Off in the background is the Mutara Nebula. Ooh, yes it is. Which foreshadowing. Have some foreshadowing, foreshadowing. You know I love my foreshadowing. I do indeed. So yes, we'll uh, we'll come back to that, but uh, yeah, those are all the fun uh, it's a fun fun shot. So yes. the, the regular space station kind of drift slowly into the into the foreground. And uh, I'm going to pose this to you. Mm-hmm. We've seen the regular one space station before. Do you know where it's from? Uh, I do. Uh, at least I'm pretty sure I do. Yes. It was in the motion picture, right? Correct. It was flipped upside down and was, I believe, a office complex where there's comings and goings um, on the, you know, we see Kirk there, and um, I won't get too much into it, but basically they reuse this prop for this movie. And you said they flipped it upside down, right? Yes, it's flipped upside down. Yep. And that's yet another, um, we, I think we've hinted at it a few times, right, <clears throat> is that the uh, the budget for this film was greatly reduced from right. uh, the budget of the motion picture, something like $10 million to make, uh, make this. So this is one of the cost-cutting measures was to... Uh, was to reuse that prop, and right. uh, I will say, I mean, I, I've seen fan, the motion picture. I'm going to call it the Phantom Menace. How many times? Yeah, uh, the motion picture uh, <laughs> many times. But I, I actually, even though I know this is that that uh, reused model, I, I can't place it. I, I'm going to have to just watch it again and look. For right. It. Yeah. But um, I think you know, flipped upside down, it, it looks like a different space station. So you know, yeah. but uh, they've actually reused this prop in uh, other series as well. So it was in Next Generation four times. It was in DS9 three times. And it was in even in Voyager once. What? Really? So so they've used this prop many times. 
was it was it ever regular one in any of those? No, it was it was just different space stations. Like uh, one of them was Deep Space, I think Deep Space Five, and, and Next Generation, and uh, different space station names. I found the list, but have since not been able to refine it. Um, but uh, I suppose yeah. it, I suppose that has a legitimate, probably you know. Uh, Starfleet's building a bunch of space stations, you know, here, there, and everywhere. It makes sense they might reuse the design for that, like they would for a starship. So I guess that's a plausible, right? Plausible reuse of a of a model. So as we're viewing the space station, we see or hear uh, Doctor Marcus saying, "Now let me get this straight: something you can transplant." Which Terrell had mentioned in the previous minute that mm-hmm. yeah, something they can transplant that. Preanimate matter, the particle of preanimate matter, uh, they can transplant. Something she's transplant. Yeah, she's not quite convinced. No, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I do, I do love that this is a uh, what BB Besh. Um, yes. And uh, it, it's it, she does a great job because I mean, in a, just a few lines of dialogue and uh, attitude, they kind of nailed her. Um, that aspect of her character and right. and her and you, her relationship to the Reliant crew. Yes, I, I get the feeling this is not the first time she's had a conversation like this with them. Right. Yeah. She. Uh, you know, just from Chekhov's expression of you know what she's going to say, and you know now she's you know she definitely is she's not a she knows how to handle Starfleet. Yeah. Um, did you want to talk about the? Uh, the first shot of the interior of regular one. I think your your props are there, right? So every time I see this, you know, this minute, I always have to laugh because we mentioned it, I think, in the first minute, you know, that um, William Shatner was in Airplane 2, which was also came out this year, the yep. year of uh, Wrath of Khan. And the prop that we see right in the front, the lights sort of flashing back and forth, is also in Airplane 2. And it just – I always have to chuckle because – He's, you know, what are these? Have we figured out what these lights do? They just seem to go back and forth, sir. <laughs> you know, like it just every time I see of that, I think of that. I think of that from uh, Airplane Two. Absolutely, yeah. It it, it is a, it's a fun prop and it, uh, it it's very it's very futuristic. And uh, yeah, yes. what what is it doing? I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, we get a good look at the uh, the the interior of regular one here. There's a there's a lot going on. Um, I can see at least three other crew members in the background uh just a gentleman walking by stage left there's a woman uh, at some station and a uh, guy looks like the greatest american hero on the right yep uh, and, uh, um and it's a uh, it just there's a lot to look at it's a very yes. fun set a lot of a lot of light, lights uh blinking and flashing <laughs> to, to quote buck murdoch <laughs> indeed um, so, uh, so we're seeing Dr. Marcus talk to the, the you know, Captain Terrell and Chekhov here, and I'm going to ask a question okay. and say, we, I, I guess I always assume that when you know Picard or Shat or uh, you know Kirk or any of the captains on the on the ships, we see that big, huge view screen in front of them. Mm-hmm. and they'll say on screen or get me the Reliant or get me regular one are. You know, we're only seeing Terrell and Chekhov in a very limited scope, so we're not seeing the entire bridge. I just, I guess, I always assume that when we're looking at, you know, the view screen, 
that on the other end they're seeing the entire bridge. So oh, right. my, my my question is is obviously they have do they have some sort of ability to just say view screen on my chair or you know view view screen on Chekhov and me you know it's it's very you know closed in on them and we don't see the entire like we don't see Mr. Beach in the background or anything. Right. That's maybe that's, maybe, that's awesome. maybe I'm thinking maybe I'm thinking too much about that, but I just it's, no, it's, 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 it's the little things that you see and you notice when you're going through these minute by minute. You're like, wow, yeah, how come I, I can only see two of them? How come I'm not seeing the whole bridge? What we what we didn't see and what we don't see is that Terrell's got a little remote control in his hand and he's playing, <laughs> he's adjusting the zoom, right? And he's saying, check, check up, check, check, get a little closer, get a little closer, you're out of the shot, get a little closer. And, so do they see a little, you know, a little selfie? <laughs> Image in the bottom to see what they can see. Can you see me? Right. Can you and see it, me? Uh, okay. Been, okay. okay. Open communications. <laughs> and how did, would they know that they're going to be on an oval display on the other end? Yeah. I mean, uh, I could see some obviously. cropping issues coming up. You know. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's awesome. I'm sure it's you know the computer can handle all these things and it knows. It probably only focuses on the people who are talking. You know, it's the future. Right. They've got yeah. And obviously, I'm, I'm I'm making light of. You know some of the technology, but I mean this is a pretty you know I don't want to say serious moment, but she's stressing on you know the reliant and sort of saying like you know there's you know there there can't be any you know and I think we mentioned it last you know last minute where it said you know the planet has got to be lifeless like that is the main thing here there can't be as she quotes there can't be so much as a microbe so or the show's off. Shows off. Yep. And then she sort of sends them on their way, and you know, why don't you uh, why don't you go check it out for me and make sure that it's you know quote something you can transplant, you know, in total total disbelief. Right. She's disgusted with these two. Right. Um, and I think Terrell and I, you know, you would mention how bored he was in the last minute, and you almost see the excitement like. We get something to do here, man. Like, yeah, you bet, Doctor. We're on, we're on our way. We're we're going to do something. You know, exactly. he's he's excited. Well, yeah, he he's probably almost off this terrible shift or project <laughs> he's working on. Like, I can get on to new, more exciting things to do. Right. Yeah. Um. So let's see. She shares a a knowing glance or a worried glance with uh, the Greatest American Hero. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> and again, a couple couple more. Uh, actually, the the gentleman in the back. Um, I think we've, there's a guy, we'll, we're going to talk about these guys uh, coming up, but that is uh, like a crew member, Jetta, yep. who uh, is a Delton, I believe, uh, although not a bald Delton like, um, oh, it was Aaliyah in... Uh, Lieutenant Aaliyah. Lieutenant Aaliyah, thank you. Um, and I don't have the other gentleman's name, but that's Jetta, so that's one of them, and he'll come up again, we'll do... Um, in later minutes, we'll talk. Right. My my homework right now for this minute is trying to identify everybody on the regular crew because um, there's quite, like I said, we've already seen probably six people, um, but only a few of them will uh, actually have a lot. So, so you had mentioned again, and I'm bringing up things that we say in previous minutes. Like we're not really continuity people. Mm. Like we're enjoying the movie for for what it is, and yeah, there's goofs here and there. In this particular. You know, next couple of minutes, we're going to see a lot of people sort of walking around, uh, you know, regular one. Yep. How, how many people, and this goes along, like you said, with homework, how many people are on the crew of regular one and how many people 
do we see later? Like, I, is there an inconsistency there? Oh, gee, oh right, right. I see. I, I see where you're going with that. Uh, okay, then that'll be our that'll be our homework. Right? It's going to be a project, I think. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Definitely. There's a lot of people here, and uh, yeah. I will. I will. Uh, I will do it for the for the integrity of the podcast. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. Um, so moving on, uh, the uh, we switch shots to uh, the hallway, and uh, the door is opening up, and uh, turns out it looks like. I would guess that the name of the room they were just in is the Thermonics room, just based, Thermonics on, room. based yes. on the label on the door. And uh, um, I'd like to keep a list of, there's a lot of doors on regular with a lot of names, and we're going to see right. more of them coming up. So uh, in this minute alone, we get to see Thermonics, we get to see Gravitronics, and something that you and I are just speculating might be Neoplastics. Neoplastics. It's, it's, it's O-plastics, but we don't know yeah, what the beginning of the word is. We're going to put that Neo in front of it and say... Right. Well, Neo is futuristic, right? Right, yes. It's, it's not going Definitely. to be the old plastics. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so as, they, as as they're walking... And I don't know if I'm jumping ahead. As they're walking down the, the hall, and I noticed this uh, earlier when the, we had kind of a close-up on Carol as she's talking to, to, regu- uh, to Reliant. Um, yeah. What are, the, um, what are the doodads on their shirts? I'm gonna guess just identification symbols, like oh, yeah. I mean, and and I'm gonna jump movies ahead, and from Star Trek Four, when the woman who goes into the future with them, I believe she has a similar style badge on her uniform because she even points to it, like you know, I've been assigned to science vessel, whatever. Oh, really? And and I'm wondering if that just means that they're you know they're not in the military they're sci- they're science people you know they're they're in the federation of whatever whatever the community of science people are wait so are you saying you know that for sure that she's got a a badge similar to this one or you is that i'm just trying to as i often do is remember you know things here and there from other movies and i believe that she had on a badge that was similar to um, what they are wearing here so you get the nerd award for this episode then, because I don't, I didn't, I don't remember that at all. Well done. So I'm actually while we're, uh, <laughs> are you while looking? we're, so while we're watching, I'm actually going back and yes, I actually found the image. Hers is actually vertical on her outfit, okay. um, and her name from the movie is, uh, you know, as much as I'm a nerd, I'm drawing a blank as to what her uh, her name was. All right, we'll, we'll, um, we'll figure that out. But so. she does have a similar style badge. Um, it is vertical, but it has the circle and has like the symbol next to it. So I'm going to guess it means that you're some sort of science person right. within the Federation. Yeah. Cool. I'm sure. I'm sure there's listeners right now that are screaming at us, right? Yes. Oh, so they, you knew it should be the so and so doodad. Um, but they're also oh. people seem to be color coded much like the Enterprise, you know, with the red, green, and blue. They they seem to have their own color scheme within the science community of the tans and the grays, the the earth tones and the the neutral colors. Yep, there's actually uh, one of the things I learned behind the scenes too, and it's you just catch it as they're as they're coming through the doors. You catch a glimpse of two crew members in the back, and um, the gentleman on the left, um, he is the the outfit he's wearing uh, is. 
it looks very similar and should look very similar to the uniforms from uh, the motion picture. Right. Because um, a lot of the a lot of the uniforms were uh, again for cost cutting reused, and they did. They, I guess they they obviously they changed the colors for quite a bit of them. But that one, that one right there, looks very yep. similar to um, I think even what Kirk was wearing. Um, right. So that's a another cost saving measure. So we learn um, a couple things here as the, in the walk down the hallway. Yep. Uh, this uh, these are definitely the Marcuses because uh, 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 Doctor Marcus, the elder, the, the elder <laughs> refers to uh, uh, the greatest American hero as um, her offspring. So we know yep. that they are related. Uh, so there's uh, some new info for us. Uh, yep, and um, apparently they don't play any futuristic games in space. They play bridge. <laughs> right. Yeah, no uh, anti-grav ping pong or uh, some game we've never heard of that could be futuristic. No, yeah. bridge. No, they play bridge. Right. Apparently when you're deep in space with no one no one around, you play bridge. Right. I mean, jeez. You think 200 years in the future, <laughs> 300 years in the future, you would have thought of something. Uh Maybe they play virtual reality bridge. Oh, yeah, sure. That's true. We did actually see them play it. Uh, uh, let's see. One other thing, too, that um, I, I, I like I like how they do this in, in, in science fiction. Um, uh, Marcus the Younger uh, is giving her some some uh, some props and says, oh, they'll remember you is the same as, you know, Newton, Einstein, and uh, Surak. 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 And definitely not. I mean, we know Newton and Einstein, but I don't know Surak. I, I mean, I guess we're assuming that he is a Vulcan. So um, I did like I, I did some research, and um, so apparently, uh, what I found out was that. Um, so I did two searches. One, I was completely wrong on the spelling of the name, so I got the wrong character. But hmm. apparently, Surak was a legendary Vulcan philosopher. Okay. Courtesy, courtesy of memory. Memory, memory alpha. Um, so obviously that's why he's in that pantheon of you know Newton and Einstein, these great you know scientists and thinkers um, of their age. Yep. So that's why that's why she's going to be mentioned with them. I did I did find something interesting too as I was poking around. <clears throat> uh, yeah, there's a I think it was a website. It's like TV Tropes or something. And, yep. Uh, there's a there's a there's a trope out there by the name of uh, real, real, fictional, <laughs> and uh, so so it's like in you know speculative fiction or science fiction where they do things like this. So they'll they'll list off a uh, a series of names, and the first two are are real people, and the third one is you know is fictional, uh, right? And uh, but to give us you know to give us the sense of oh yeah, okay, so well I know Newton and Einstein sure they, so this Surak guy he, he's got to be he's got to be yeah. at least as smart as Einstein, right? Um, I just thought that was fun that, that, wow, this this has been done enough that um, it's been identified as a trope. Oh. um, So I guess Spock actually mentions, you know, that he's the greatest, you know, who lived on our planet. You know, so he's the greatest of all Vulcans. Oh, geez. So we should be giving him a lot more credit. Yeah. All right. Impressive. Most impressive. (laughs) Wrong show. Not to cross streams there. (laughs) Wrong show. Um, (laughs) All so right. we, uh, yeah. So uh, moving on with the minute, you know, we had that sort of knowing look before with, uh, you know, Doctor Marcus and Doctor Marcus, and you know the dealing with uh, Starfleet, and he just basically comes out and says, you know, 
you know, every time we uh, we deal with Starfleet, I, I get a little nervous here. You know, it's, you know, something could go wrong. I know. Do you think he signed up for the wrong job? I mean, yeah, I mean. they got to work with Starfleet. They've got <laughs> yeah, associated with Starfleet. I mean, so isn't, isn't every day going to be associated with Starfleet? Yeah, I mean, that's what I, I think. And, you know, yeah, maybe he is in the wrong line of business. <laughs> Well, he's a scientist, and, you know, the, the military and the scientists, yes. they, just, they, they butt heads all the time. Yes. <laughs> so um, I think that actually brings us to the end of the minute where he sort of says, um, you know, he goes on in the next minute to say, you know, why he's uh, nervous. Mm-hmm. And um, but I think that's uh, that's where we, le- we we end the minute. Well, I do. I do have one more thing Ooh. before we before we wrap up. Uh, okay. Just another uh, uh, comment on costumes. Uh, I don't think I've ever really paid attention to it, but Dr. Marcus the Elder, uh, yep. she's got her white smock. You know, everybody seems to have a smock on, but um, her sleeves, uh, her golden sleeves, are, yep. are, it's me, they're made just like the, the pants of Star Trek, right? With the kind of the bell bottom <laughs> kind of look to it. <laughs> they kind of flare out? Yeah, they flare out. So this is just, uh, I guess, a. Uh, it's got to be the fashion of the era. We like our pants and our sleeves <laughs> with flair. <laughs> anyway, I never really noticed that before. I just wanted to just point it out. Right. But yeah, other than that, uh, I I have no other notes from Minute 14. Nor do I. Um, yeah. Right. Well, let's... I think, uh, we can, I think we can move on from there. Awesome. Well, then, great. Let's uh, say thank you to everybody for listening, and uh, we'll be back on Friday. I've got my calendar in my head this time this week. I'm doing well, doing well with it. Uh, we'll be back on Friday with Minute 15 of Star Trek to the Wrath of Khan. Um, in the meantime, you can check us out on the web, uh, wrathofconminute.com. We're also on Facebook or on Twitter and Instagram, so check us out there. And uh, we will be back again on Friday uh, here at the Wrath of Khan Minute. <laughs>